present, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano, Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome once again to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. And if you've never heard the programme before, then you may hear one or two new jokes. If you have heard the programme before, then you'll need no further cue to turn off your radio. <laughs> Our teams, as always, have come through snow, fog and the pub in order to get here, and they are Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke-Taylor. And Barry Cryer and Graham Gardner. And if anyone plays the piano in the next half hour, it'll probably be Colin Sell. <laughs> Our first round is inspired by the poverty of the international film industry. For economic reasons, new films will have to be remakes from now on of pairs of old films. And I want you to hear the resulting titles, and I'll award some points for this one, I think. Well, maybe. <laughs> Willie Rushton, will you start? I'm doing a film of Rupert Murdoch's life incorporating it happened in Naples, Mr. Roberts, and Kipps. It emerges as Mr. Nipples. <laughs> well, that's a good start, Graham Gardner. They're combining Sunday Bloody Sunday with La Cage au Folle, and they're making Bloody au Folle. <laughs> Tim Brooke Taylor. The producers of Raging Bull have got together producers of Poor Cow to produce a load of bullocks. <laughs> Funny you should mention that, actually, because I just heard that the producers of Raging Bull <laughs> had combined the picture with Scandal Sheet. <laughs> that was the chairman's and, uh, buzzer. Yes, I think we... Th because they produced Raging Scandal. <laughs> it's your turn, Barry. The producers of Green Ice, Grease and The Blob are producing a new film called I Must Get This Fridge Defrosted. <laughs> The producers of Tess and Tickle Me <laughs> have failed to get together. I did hear that they're remaking Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Raise the Titanic and Ringside Seat, and they're calling it Gentlemen Lift the Seat. <laughs> the producers I've heard of the Carry On films have got together to make a cheap remake of The Eagle Has Landed to be called Carry On Crow. <laughs> a mass convention of producers, those connected with Hello Dolly, All Quiet on the Western Front, What's Up Doc, Hello Goodbye from Here to Eternity, Hello Frisco, are making a new epic called Hello Hello Hello, what's all this here? <laughs> Well, that's fine. That puts you in the lead, Barry. And uh, we've reached the point where um, I give the team's advance warning of the late arrivals they'll be doing later on in the programme. This week we'll be asking them for late arrivals at the Keep Fit Fanatics Ball. Keep Fit Fanatics Ball. Right, game number three. And uh, the teams in this one are invited to sing various well-known songs in unsuitable ways. I'll specify the songs. I'm going to call upon Tim Brooke Taylor, first of all, 
to think of the most unsuitable way of singing, maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Maybe it's because ich bin ein Londoner <laughs> that I love London so. It's true. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner that I dream of her wherever I go. I get a funny feeling inside of me. I do, I do. Just marching up and down. And maybe it's because I'm a Londoner that I love London so I was only obeying orders, you understand? Very good, Tim. Barry, will you sing in an, the most unsuitable way you can think of, I Feel Pretty. That's a pretty... <laughs> I Feel Pretty, sung by Orson Welles. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright. And I pity... any girl who isn't me. Tonight. <laughs> Probably the worst impression. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Willie Rushton, it's your turn now. And uh, we'd like you to sing in an unsuitable way. Let's call the whole thing off. In English. You say neither, and I say neither. You say either, and I say either. Neither, neither, either, either. Let's call the whole thing off. You like potato, and I like potato. You like tomato, and I like tomato. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Right, Graham, with quite a bit to catch up, will you sing in an unsuitable way, I talk to the trees? song that fell off the back of a Peter Lorre. I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. I, 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 I talk to them all, but they never hear me. So I strangle them. Fine, well, that puts uh, them in the lead, and uh, we move on to a game which will uh, fruitfully occupy the next 45 minutes, which is a game called Sound Charades, using only the immense versatility of their voices, which you've already heard. Each team will in turn give us a charade of a play, film, book, or whatever, and the other team will then have to guess what it is or why they bothered to do it in the first place. A mystery voice will tell you uh, what it is at home, and we have our computer here in the studio on which it will be flashed up. <laughs> in digital chalk. And the first uh, charade is going to be done by Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. The voice will now tell you, listening at home, the charade which they're going to do. Dirty Harry. Right, here we go. <laughs> Hello, folks! <laughs> Not funny, Mr. Seacombe. Goon with the wind. <laughs> Sir Goon with the wind. 
That wasn't easy. I think, uh, Graham and Barry, it would probably help them and save if all of us a lot of time if you tell them whether it was a book, a film, or a play. How many words ah, and all oh, sorts it, of little details like it's, Ah, yes. It's, uh, film. <laughs> How many words? words? Dirty Two Harry. Words. What? Dirty <laughs> Harry. Oh! <laughs> Right, that's one up to you then. And we have a charade now from Willie and Tim. Here it is for those of you listening at home. The postman always rings twice. This is a short title. Yeah. <laughs> now, we'll time. observe the formalities uh, this time. Tim yes. and Willie, will you tell them whether it's a film, a play, or a book, or what? And how many words? Book and a film. Five words. Five. And we'll do them all together. <laughs> down, boy. Down. <laughs> down. <laughs> down. <laughs> Get off, get off, get off, get off my leg. Get off, get off, get off. How does Percy Abrams keep it off? Get off, get off, get off. Get off, get off. That's it. Got anything to do with dogs? No. Thank you for that, though, Graham. Yes. But I can't work out what Willie was doing. <laughs> well, it's um, natural for a dog. The dogs of war. Dogs of That's war. Uh, the dogs of war too. It's nothing to do with dogs as such. Quick, resume. Woof. Rough. Get down. Get down. Get down. Woof, ring, woof, ring. Woof, get down. Woof, ring. Woof, get down. Woof, get down. Ring, 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 ring. We never got that oh, first time yeah. round. <laughs> yeah, we were out when that rang first time. <laughs> ring, ring. The postman always rings twice. These uh, charades are taking rather a long time, so uh, for, the next two, <laughs> for the next two teams, if you don't get it within uh, a reasonable time, I shall open it up to the audience and see if they can get it. <laughs> and Graham and Barry, it's your turn to do a charade again. Here's the mystery voice for you, those of you at home. Stir crazy. Right, Graham and Barry, would That's you tell... That's not how you spell roots. Is it... Oh! <laughs> uh, it's a film, is it? Uh, yes, it's a yes. film, and it's two words. Right. Two words. Oh, Reg, stop it. Get on my nerves. Leave that cup of tea alone, Reg. You're obsessed. <laughs> Reg, tell me a cup of tea. Drink it. Put your bloody spoon down. Stir is born. <laughs> Stir crazy. <Yeah. laughs> Right, we're going to have uh, the final charade now from Willie and Tim, and here's the voice to tell you what it is. When the kissing had to stop. <laughs> now, the audience knows what it is, so... Um... Oh, wait a minute, the computer's... There's a slight hiccup in the computer. Six, six words. Six? Six, six words. words. There's a book and a film, I reckon. Telly, I reckon. OK, we'll do it all together, six words. Yeah, a book and a telly. Oh, I reckon a film, but oh, the producer, well, they don't. Oh, producer I mean... thinks it's a film too. What does the audience think? Not very much. Film, <laughs> no, film, film, quite right. Lady yeah. in the front row, very forcefully. Just, it's a film. <laughs> it's a film. Two marks anyway, to the lady in the front. Here it comes as a charade. <laughs> I can't get the top off this super glue. Try <laughs> using your teeth. Your lips are sealed. I'm really think that's funny. 
<laughs> That's it. Six, How six gripping. Months. Now then, Graham and Barry, how about that? The uh, dentures of Dick Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> stuck, mouth stuck. When the mouth's stuck, though, I mean, apart from being a great name for a movie, I mean, it's actually on the Easy way. Easy on the oscillation. Towards it. It's He's on... quite clearly not deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> not for performance, though. Which we're right? selling in the foyer. Um, <laughs> I wish to give you a bit of help, uh, Barry and the, Graham. Yes, uh, they did have a more explicit uh, mime for this one, but we decided it wasn't suitable for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Is it visual or dirty or both? <clears throat> That's a great help. Um, Does kissing come into the time? Yes. <laughs> when the kissing had to stop. <laughs> Never a film. Never a film. I reckon telly. No, Constantine Fitzgibbon. Does he? Yes. <laughs> like a rattlesnake. Uh, with four time faults there, unfortunately, Barry, uh, that puts Tim and Willie in the lead once again. Now, I must tell you for this next game that just before we started the programme, I warned the teams that I was going to call upon them to uh, supply some suitably clichéd endings to particular types of films. And I'm going to start with you, first of all, Graham Garden. The sort of cliché ending to a Vincent Price-type horror movie. Right. Little music, please, Mr. Sell. My sister can rest in peace now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do on this occasion is to, uh, is to invite anyone who has uh, a couple of uh, suggestions to, to do them straight away. Graham, do you have another one? Is that the postman always knocks five times? <laughs> <laughs> Roll round, sorry. No, the postmortem always knocks five times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll push my luck with another, no. <laughs> right, Graham, would you stop gathering supplementary marks and go on <laughs> Give us your second suggestion. Oh, a second suggestion. You, you want one, do you? All right. The end of early 1930s uh, romantic drama. As they sail off into the sunset. Oh, darling, my love for you, it's... It's... Oh, it's like the name on that life belt behind you. It's Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to put you uh, who are listening to this in the picture, Graham now leads by eight marks, and we're going over to Tim Brooke Taylor. I'd like to start my recital this evening with uh, a <laughs> sort of children's adventure. Music, please, Mr. Sell. <laughs> that, was, that was it, was it? <laughs> Uh, gee, I think I'll stick to fishing for tiddlers, not man-eating slugs. <laughs> what do you think, Timmy? Woof, woof! Everyone laughs. Ha, 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 ha! Music up and up. <laughs> I'm surprised. My second cliché. <laughs> this is, uh, in fact, every single French film I've ever seen. 
The next year I returned to Saint Michel. But Marie had gone, and with her, my childhood. If you know what I mean. And uh, Tim has seven marks. Over to you, Barry. Have you any werewolf music, Colin? Give him the children's adventure. (laughs) (laughs) It's the end of a werewolf film when everything's all right and all the silver bullets are spent and that. (laughs) Maybe your werewolf. (laughs) It's hard to believe, Jeff, that... (laughs) that... Harry was the werewolf all the time. Jeff? Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I'll keep in the same uh, jugged vein uh, with um, one of those demonic films. The end of a demonic film. And we'll be left wondering what the devil got into. Yeah, I'll give you ten marks for that, uh, Barry. And uh, Willie, now, how about yours? Yes, I'll just have something cliche written. <laughs> Inspector, there's just one thing I don't understand. <laughs> Why are they playing that music? (laughs) Well, judging by the audience applause, Willie gets 15 for that and doesn't really need to do another one. (laughs) You haven't got another one. I mean, if you like, same music. Same music? Oh, he's going to do another one. The sun sets that way, you dumb cowpoke. So that's seven marks for you, Willie. And uh, <laughs> 24 marks for Colin Sell at the piano. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot of work with children with adventure films, I'll tell you. <laughs> We're going to have a game now which we haven't played before, and after this I doubt whether we shall play it again. It's called the Bang Bang Relay. And there's a bit of action in this one. Each player has a small paper bag under his seat. When I sound my buzzer, the first member of each team, which in this case will be Graham Garden and Tim Brooke Taylor, jumps up, dashes round his partner and back to his place. Oh, oh uh, Hump, do I get a little handicap here? <laughs> <laughs> further to go. <laughs> I didn't know the paper bags were for that. <laughs> Graham Garden will be front. weighted in this one. Anyway, you have to jump up, uh, chaps, dash round your partner and back to your place. And then you sit down, pick up your paper bag, blow it up and then burst it by hitting it hard with the hand. The bursting of the bag is the signal for the second player to start and he repeats the same performance. The bursting of his bag is the signal that the team has completed the course and the first team to finish will be docked quite a few marks. Except February, which has 29. I hope you understand, Graham and Tim, what you have to do. 
Right, well, I, I put my fingers in my ears and start... <laughs> Sit down, Tim. We have a false start. <laughs> Incidentally, for those of you listening at home, you won't be left out of it. I shall give you a running commentary on what's happening. <laughs> and will you please start now? And Graham's got off to a flying start. <laughs> and stolen Tim Brooke Taylor's paper bag, thrown it away. One bag there, burst by Tim Brooke Taylor. Now Willie Rushton has to run. One by Graham Garden. Barry Cry is now off, but Willie Rushton stopped to blow up his bag. As always, in the, at this kind of a party, somebody gets left out, and we don't want any tears. So. <laughs> We've allowed Barry Cry to burst his bag, which he failed to do. There is a nurse in attendance. <laughs> so the winners there were Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton, for whom the audience will now rise in acclaim. We go on now to a more sedentary game. This is the game Word for Word. In this round, one of the members of a team says a word and his partner must say another word, totally unconnected with the first, and so on. And the other team may, and indeed must, challenge and try to prove a connection between the two words. I shall score one mark per word until a correct challenge, when the challenging side takes over, two rounds each side, so that each player has started a round. Is that clear, teams? Because it's not to me. And we're going to start. We're going to start. It'll all become absolutely clear to you in a few moments when Graham Garden and Barry Cryer start off. Uh, Graham, will you start, please? Yes, I will. Spear. Deltoid. <laughs> challenge there from Willie Rushton immediately. Spear deltoids are make of chewing gum. <laughs> I've chomped on it myself, not to advantage. Well, you lose a mark for advertising. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim oh, Tetris. Lots challenge. of spear deltoid. They're both arrow shaped, aren't they? Deltoid and a spear. Deltoid? Who have you been out with recently? <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about arrows, we're talking about spears. Well, now, will you go on with the game, uh, Tim right, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, right. uh, <laughs> Graham Garth. Bring back Kenny Ball. You keep out of it, Tim Right. Triangle. Manifest. Parallelogram. Pustule. <laughs> Challenge there from Tim Brooke Taylor. They're both words I can't spell. <laughs> Beginning with P. Irrefutable. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and ask you to start up again, Barry Cryer. Coccyx. <laughs> Deliquescent. What? <laughs> Deliquescent oh. means an off day at the Jewish supermarket. <laughs> Um, retrograde. Expunge. Challenge there from Willie Rushton. If you have an expunge, it's <laughs> got to be retrograde. <laughs> you? That's a retrograde sponge or an expunge. Oh. A very good challenge, and as we're running out of time, will you take it up quickly now, Willie Rushton? Elbow. Wallet. Trunk. Basket. Froth. Microphone. Mother. Exit. Didgeridoo. <laughs> Blackboard. Pocket. Curtain. Sock. <laughs> Bucket. Light. Exit. <laughs> Challenge there, thank goodness, from Graham Garden. There's a light over, over the exit, which is... Ah. <laughs> and I'm sorry I shouldn't have drawn the attention of the audience to it, because they're now getting up. <laughs> 
Well, it's not the late exit so much as the late arrivals that we're going on to do now, with oh, the teams absolutely level-pegging, oh, and the well tension is at its height. I'm going to ask them all to provide the announcements for late arrivals at the Keep Fit Fanatics Ball. Mr. and Mrs. Texpander and their charming boy, Jess Texpander. <laughs> Almost first through the doors, as always, will you welcome, please, Gymnasium and Solarium. <laughs> will you welcome, please? Oh, I was just about to say one. Very rare, is. Shut up for a moment. <laughs> Here comes the Defy Jog 100 Yards, and their son who goes around introducing himself as I'm Roger Defy Jog 100 Yards. Who <laughs> seem to be engaged in conversation with the family all the way from India, Mr. and Mrs. Ging Nakadim and their son, Jogging Nakadim. <laughs> <laughs> and over there, another couple of joggers. Oh, no, it's Racco Welsh. <laughs> Would you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Untlebars and their son, Horace Untlebars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And will you welcome, please, the East German gymnasts, Mr. and Mrs. Inghorse and their son, Volt Inghorse. <laughs> and over there, Mr. and Mrs. Rick Bars and their son, Met. I uh, can't see him now, but I'm sure I saw Met Rick Bars. <laughs> also from the same country, Mr. and Mrs. On Your Hips and their son, Hans On Your Hips. <laughs> Closely followed by... R.M. Stretch and his niece, Ben. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. DeMussel and their son, Paul DeMussel. <laughs> Sharon Davis with her daily Thompson, but I'm not one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Mustafa Workout. <laughs> I quite often have difficulty in rounding up this programme, rounding up... <laughs> Mr. So what Mrs. I'm going to do is that the next time the audience is, uh, uh, applauds a late arrival vociferously, we shall close the programme. Mr and Mrs Smith. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a shame. There's the Doe family coming in rather late. The Doe family, Ken, Jew and Lou. He's the lazy one. <laughs> Think about it or not. Mr and Mrs Lettix and their son, Arthur Lettix. <laughs> At which point I'm going to step in on the audience's behalf and say that we've come to the end of our programme this week. Join us again next time. Until then, goodbye now. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins.